Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. and grateful for you joining in, listening here as we are opening up the book of 2 Thessalonians with Nicole Hunt uh, here today. Uh, now, Nicole, before we hop into 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, uh, which biblical character person, I don't like using the word character because I think it's like, like, oh, that's a character, like it's right. not a real person. Right. Like, no, these are real people. So which biblical person do you relate to the most and why? Um, I'm going to say Mary, um, specifically um, Mary, Jesus's mom, because I relate a lot to being a mom. And there's one there's one part of scripture where it says, and Mary, like, treasured these things and pondered mm. them in her heart. And I, I find myself doing that a lot mm. um, with my children in with the word of God that don't totally know what this means, but let me ponder that for a little longer. Let mm-hmm. me think about that a little more. And I I'm sure that is a position she found herself in a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I've often wondered, like, what was it like parenting the perfect child? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even being like you looking at James, the half-brother, and all of his other half-siblings that he potentially had was like, what is it like having a sibling who is perfect? Right. <laughs> you could never right. blame. they never in trouble. I don't know. Pretty interesting there. All right, cool. We're in Second Thessalonians chapter 1. Uh, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit uh, illuminated to you that you highlighted as we're in the, here in the hearing plan, plan H-E-A-R? All right, so I highlighted verse 5. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. Mm, that's a beautiful text there. Explain a little bit what's happening here. So, it's he's writing to the Thessalonians about the persecution that they're experiencing um, and that, you know, in the end this persecution well, those people will be judged by God mm-hmm. and they're being, and if they hold fast to the truth of God, um, for which they are suffering, that they will come into the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even verse nine, they will suffer. And speaking of those that are mm-hmm. persecuting, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Uh, do you, let me even ask this because this isn't in this realm, but even thinking of that, like, I think there's a part of humanity that loves justice mm-hmm. and loves seeing justice mm-hmm. being served. And then when we look at the gospel and Jesus, it's like, well, justice was served on that person through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, if this person was persecuting followers of Jesus, comes into a relationship with Jesus, then the punishment that they deserved, and I'm using air quotes here, is on Jesus now. Mm-hmm. And no longer on them apart from, from humanity. Is that mm-hmm. something, have you ever wrestled with that, thought through that, struggled through that or anything? Um, I don't know if I've thought through it in quite those terms, yeah. but, but one thing that I have thought about is, you know, God and Jesus is both the judge mm-hmm. and, and the justifier. You know, he's, mm-hmm. which is, which is an interesting when you think about a courtroom setting, yeah. he's the one that's making the decision as the judge, but also he's, the prosecuting attorney. He's mm-hmm. the one saying, you know, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is wrong because he has a law and he has has standards. 
And then we have Jesus thrown into the mix, who's like, you know what? It is wrong. Yeah. It is wrong. It is wrong. And I'll take it. Yeah. It becomes a propitiation. And so, so um, I think in, in that way, I think you're exactly right. It does have this very interesting cyclical relationship and just kind of goes back through to when I think about the Old Testament. The Old Testament is so interesting and, and has really brought the New Testament to life for, for me, mm-hmm. especially as I've been reading it more and more recently. And um, we talked earlier this week about how people don't change and people's problems don't change. Yeah. And that is so evident in the Old Testament. It's just one big circle. And I think the narrative that God's writing through the Old Testament is, you know what, like, try and do it yourselves. Mm. Like, here's the law. I'm giving you these prophets to bring you back on track. Like, try and do it yourselves. All right, you want a king? You think Here's that's going to work? Here's a king. <laughs> and and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work over and over and over again. Mm. And then until we get to the New Testament and we have Christ. And one thing that I think about or, or kind of hear in the culture is, well, if God would just do this. If, yep. and, I, and I just think, mm. he did. Mm-hmm. Like, he did do it. Read the Old Testament. He, he did do it, and it didn't work. Mm. In fact, he did it several times. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, why you were saying like the king? Um, I don't know why I never thought or processed this, but that's what you know. They wanted a king, desiring king. I give you Saul, give you David, then all these other kings like came up. Before then, there were the judges. And in America, like what I hear politically is like, man, only if we could get this person oh, off. Yes. If we could get this, if I'm not gonna say that. which side of the spectrum, but if we had this person in here, then Masonic we would, president. Yeah, and it's like. No, that's not going to save us. Our hope is not in the donkey. Our hope is not in the elephant. Mm-hmm. Our hope is in the Lamb of God. Sorry, you're going to get me fired up here. Yeah, that's, that's um, very true. Yeah, and even you, you said that you had just finished Nick Ripkin a couple of days ago. You said you finished Insanity of God by Nick Ripkin. And so many of those stories in that book that he recounts is like the massive persecution that the church was experiencing. And then yet at the same time, how many of those who were persecuting then comes into relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when you read that, they are so stoked that these people come into relationship with Jesus. And even Corey Tim Bloom, Boom and her, her mm-hmm. like when she meets, I don't know if you, was that, I can't remember if that was in that book or not, when she meets one of the prison mm-hmm. guards mm-hmm. and like he confesses and comes and she's like, you know, at first she was fearful of him, but then was like, man, because of who God is, like only Jesus can make things like this possible. Um, mm-hmm. Just think it's interesting to look here through the same lens as that here, in, here in, to the church in Thessalonica and such. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know there's quite a bit there. Um, how do you begin to apply text uh, like chapter or verse five into your life? Um, I think one thing that I, I've seen in my life is that often when I'm being judgmental towards someone, mm. what you're really doing is saying to God, who is the perfect judge, mm. Lord, I need you to get down from there for just a second, get down from the judge's sheet and let me sit there. Mm. And it's it's a form of, of idolatry and mm-hmm. it's a form um, of really putting your own lens on the situation and judgment of the situation above God's. Mm-hmm. And so just, just really trying to flee from that, um, being humbled and saying, being, first of all, being steeped in God's word mm. and having your judgment based on that. And then that really roots out your own judgment and your own um, perception of things sometimes. And at times the Holy Spirit can say, like, you could be like, oh, Lord, I really think that this is, you know, A, B, and C, whatever mm-hmm. the, with the situation. And sometimes he'll be like, yep, like mm-hmm. that I think you're seeing it correctly. Or there's other times where I felt him be like, you don't, you don't know the whole situation. Mm. 
you don't know the whole situation. So you need to stop yeah. and you need to slow down and you need to be comforting even though you don't want to be comforting mm. and you need to be gentle even though you want to be pretty harsh. Mm. And so just remembering that he is the judge, do not take his seat and and bring your judgments to him because because. As you read God's word, you will begin to see the world like he does. And that'll bring Mm -hmm. about, not judgment, what's a better word? It'll bring about, it'll change your perspective on the world. And you'll Mm -hmm. be able to judge, now like with a lowercase j, different situations. And like what a right response is or Mm -hmm. or an ungodly response is. Yeah, when you were saying that, I was thinking of like Peter after the Garden Mm -hmm. of Gethsemane when the the Pharisees and the the court temples, excuse me, the temple guards were coming to arrest Jesus and like... Peter brings out a sword and cuts the dude's ears off. And mm-hmm. it's like, not ears, but ear off. And Jesus is like, no, Peter, like, this is not the place and time for this. Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to fight this. We're like, we're also called to have righteous anger. So right. from Peter, you would say like, no, this is the Messiah. You're not going to arrest the Messiah. He's perfect. He's good. He's he's innocent. And mm-hmm. Jesus is like, God's sovereign. Trust him because he has a plan through this. And the same thing, like, you might be like, man, I'm like, I have righteous anger over this. But are you submitting and surrendering that over to, like, God's sovereignty over the plan mm-hmm. and situation mm-hmm. that, that's going on here? Pretty, pretty interesting. I, I just made a correlation there as you were, you were talking. The Holy Spirit kind of spoke to me in that, in that realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any personal response to this that you have, Nicole? I think, I think very similar to what um, I've I've— talked about before, just thirsting for God's word Mm -hmm. and seeking his word um, to help me make judgment calls. Mm -hmm. And what that does is, you know, you're, you're prepared for, for when hard decisions come and you Mm got to make a hard decision. And sometimes it goes against the culture Mm -hmm. and people aren't going to like it, but you can have a lot more confidence if you know that you're judgment call, what you've chosen mm-hmm. to do is in line with God and isn't being swayed by by the culture mm-hmm. or people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that can be really hard. And so let's be prepared. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To prepare yourself today for tomorrow's decisions. And such mm-hmm. Good stuff. Thanks for listening here on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. We will wrap up uh, this week with Nicole as we go into Second Thessalonians chapter 2.